Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. As you can tell from the slightly different style of music, this is going to be a slightly different style of episode. It's something we call Story Chat, where we sit down with an author, a filmmaker or any kind of storyteller really, and talk to them about their life and their work in a real fun and laid-back way. So sit back, relax. Unless you're going for a jog, then run faster. It's story time. We here at Stories the True and the Fictional love giving shout-outs to authors, both seasoned and new. Today we're giving a special shout-out to author T.R. Hammond from Florida. Her book, Fake Out, is about a man called Matty Ross who pays Cass Willard $10,000 to pose as his girlfriend for one night at his father's gala. They're playing a sneaky game, and the gala is the grand finale. Grab a copy of Fake Out on Amazon or by following the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome, guys, to Stories the True and the Fictional. Today we have another exciting guest all the way from the UK. Willow, how are you going? Not too bad. We're good, a bit nervous, but, you know, we'll get there. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We, we, don't, we don't bite. We just, it, we, we like to, to, it's not sort of, we, while we do have questions to ask you, it's more of a friendly chat. And that's why <laughs> what we, we do that to try to sort of separate us from, you know, the, the Joe Rogans of the world. We just like to have an influence. But yeah, very laid back. So nothing to be worried about. We'll go easy. And um, what we like to do is with our with our guests, we always like to start the show off the same way with five icebreaker questions. It just kind of does exactly what they're meant to do, breaks the ice, and also gets our listeners and viewers a chance to get to get to know you before we get into the reason why we are here, which is your many, many works. So are you ready to go? Yeah. Ready. Excellent. All right. Well, I always take the first one because that's just how I roll. Um, so if you could get rid of one thing in this world, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be the political, politically correct answer. You can be selfish here. We appreciate it. Okay. Well, um, mine's not selfish, but I would get rid of negativity. Yeah, 100%. All of it. You know, it's... Uh, just too much in the world, I would say. Yeah, no, I agree. See, I could have been really, I could have been really funny then, and just said, "No, I don't like that answer." But then that <laughs> defeats the purpose of your answer. So I'm going to agree and smile and say, "Yeah, no, that's a very good idea." There's too much. I always have a saying: negativity breeds negativity. So I try and be as positive as possible. That's the best way to be. So exactly, I agree with you there, hundred percent. But that would get rid of that character in the Spider-Man game, Ryan. Mr. Negative. Yeah. No, look, I think it, it, he was very positive about the way he liked to slaughter people. So I think he would still be in, in the universe. So I think we should be okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, Willow, tell us something on your bucket list. Okay. Wow. I had to uh, think about this one long and hard. Um, I would say skydiving. Mm-hmm. But I hate heights. I absolutely hate heights. So, um, but I want to do it though. So I have to be pushed out the plane instead. <laughs> Hopefully, strapped to someone, not by myself. <laughs> but yeah. 
So would that would be kind of like exposure therapy, trying to get over, you know, the fear of heights by jumping out of a plane that's probably the highest you've ever been in your life. Yeah, yeah, basically launching myself out of, you know, a plane. And then afterwards, I'll feel really happy about it. But mm-hmm. during that, I probably, well, I'll need new underwear, possibly. Yep, yep, yep. yep 100%. <laughs> I've... Um, I, I I can't do heights either. And the highest that I've ever been is I went on a holiday to New Zealand with my with my father. And um, there's something there called the Sky Tower. Um, now, people are crazy and jump off the top of it in, in bungee jumping and stuff like that. But I managed to get outside on the highest level uh, outside. So with the wind, it's very windy in New Zealand. It was in Auckland. And... Um, I couldn't, I couldn't make myself move from the doorway, but I still <laughs> like to say that I was outside at the highest point of the Sky Tower. So that was a big... Just I, as far as me. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely, luckily, I told my dad, okay, we're gonna need, I'm going to need to pack some, some extra undies in my bag just in case. <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel it. I was on the Eiffel Tunnel once and I had to be carried down because I was too scared of the height. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could do that. I don't. I really don't think I could. I'd love to because it's such an amazing thing to do. But yeah, I don't think I'd be able to. So you've got more more power to you than than I do. So well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So this is the one question where we will be judgmental, or I will be judgmental on this. What is what in your opinion is the greatest sitcom ever made? And if it's not your favorite, what is your favorite? There's just so many. I was trying to think of that earlier. Just so many to choose from. But am I allowed a few or is it just one? Look, I'll give you three. Oh, no. Three. Okay. So I'll give you 100, but I'll give you three. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever heard of Bottom? No. No. You haven't? With Rick Mail? Mm. Not at all. Love Rick Mail, but I've never, never, sent, never heard that. No. You need to watch it. You really do. <laughs> That's my first one. Okay. Um, the second one is absolutely fabulous because, yeah. you know, they're just brilliant. Can't help it. Um, and then I would say the third one is Steptoe and Son. You is might not know about that one. Steptoe and Son. No, it's I don't quite an me. old one. Okay. All British, are they? It's, I know absolutely fabulous it is, but are they all British shows? Yeah, they are actually. Yeah, I do. I I do say I, I do say uh, British comedy is much better than American comedy. I I do prefer. Like one of my I I, I love the young ones. I I am a big. Rich oh, yeah, the young fan. ones. Yeah, that was on my list as well. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Um, you know, I I grew up on that, and I remember my parents exposing me to that lovely movie Drop Dead Fred with Rick Mile as well. So yeah. I absolutely love that and. As I grew up, I was so, I, I I love the Ricky Gervais Office. I love the Inbetweeners, all those kind of shows. They're just I I just think the Brits do. You guys do humour so much better than the Americans. Yeah, we don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Like, I think Australian Australian humour and uh, Australian comedies and um, British comedies are pretty on par because we're both kind of got the same. We don't really care what you think. Attitude. We'll just. Yeah, there. we're not worried about what everyone will think. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's the best kind of comedy to have. So, 
definitely passed that one with flying colours. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have a zombie apocalypse plan? Uh, well, half, I would say. Um, now, obviously, normally people would what, gather weapons and stuff like that. But what I would do is gather seeds and food and as much water as I possibly can find and basically hibernate in the woods somewhere. <laughs> Away from zombies, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, is there a particular area that you were thinking where it might be a bit difficult for the zombies to to come in? Well, there's a place uh, not too far from mine. It's called Ever Gorge, um, and it's it's like a woodland area, um, and it's got like loads of rocks and cliffs and stuff. So I'll probably just try and hibernate in, you know, around <laughs> around mm. there, become a caveman, basically. Well, that, that's a good idea. You want to go somewhere where there's lots of different obstacles like rocks and, you know, rock walls and stuff like that for, you know, zombies aren't always the most intelligent people. So, you know, if you can find somewhere where there's a, it's going to take a bit of, the, the terrain's going to take a bit of negotiating, they might just give up and, you know, go back to a city or something. Exactly. So that was my plan, if it does happen, obviously. Don't you mean when it happens? Hopefully it doesn't, <laughs> no, it's not when. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, the and the, thank you for that. And the last question is is my favourite as well. So, Mr. Elon Musk gets you on the phone and says, "Look, I've just invented this new electric time machine. It had we have done some initial testing, but I want you to be the first person to test drive it to take it to wherever you would like to go as a one time thing. What do you do and where do you go?" Um, well, one pack some more underwear, you know, just yep. in just in case. Um, and I did try and think about this one long and hard as well, but I'm going to be quite selfish with this one. Um, I would go back to my past and basically tell my younger self to pull herself together, stop being so shy, um, that she will succeed, and basically just go for it and not wait another 10 years <laughs> and then do it. <laughs> that was my plan. Okay. I don't think he'll be too happy about that, but, you know... <laughs> Hey, he, he, there's no, there's, Elon has said you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. It's not going to, it's not something for him to make money. He just wants to know that it works. It doesn't matter where you go. So that is a good idea. That's, that's, you know, if you can give anything you can do to kind of give yourself a leg up in this world, because there's enough trials and tribulations that we all have to go through anyway. So that's definitely not selfish. I think that's a very good, good way to use a pretty much a once in a lifetime chance. Exactly. Well, hopefully you won't ask me, but you know, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Always good to have a backup. Excellent. Yeah, awesome. Why don't we crack right into it? And I um, just want to tell our listeners and our viewers all about you and how you got into writing. Oh God. Oh, wow. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, so basically I've got a very, very vivid imagination. Always have. Um, and at first, I didn't want to read. I hated reading, and I was about four or five at the time. Um, and we didn't have much back then, so we didn't have obviously the Playstations or you know the TV. We only had one TV in the room, and um, my dad always used to hog it, <laughs> so we weren't really allowed to watch much either. So then, um, it was around about that time. I remember I started reading books from the library. Um, got into Goosebumps. Oh yeah, and that's one of my horror fetish came from mm -hmm. um 
And then from then on, I started reading as I got older, about four to five books a week. And then I started writing at around about seven, basically horror stuff. Nothing, you know, nothing uh, fairy tale. It's just horror. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I used to read it to my mum and she used to, you know, big me up and say, you know, this is really good. Then I got into my teenage years and it went downhill pretty, pretty quickly. You know, uh, boys drinking you know parties that type of thing um and then I sort of forgot about it but when I was 12 I started writing a book which is actually should be coming out at the end of this year or beginning of next year um and I yeah I started writing it and it was on an old laptop and unfortunately I lost it (laughs) I know that's a horror one of the authors the horror stories is when you lose a piece of work Mm -hmm. um so then I started um, writing it again, and then I forgot about it until, what, 10 years later <laughs> when I found it on one of my uh, memory sticks, plugged it in. I thought, well, this, is, this is quite good, you know, not too bad. And it wasn't until last year, because um, I'm a carer as well, so I work as, in care, mm-hmm. and um, I sort of had, um, what's the word is it called? Epiphany? Is that the one? Epiphany. Yeah, epiphany, yeah. Yeah sort of sat down and I thought I don't want to do this for the rest of my life mm-hmm. even though I love being a carer you know it's, it's, a, it's a good job but it's very hard to do um I thought what are my talents mm-hmm. <laughs> what can I do and my well my talents are music writing acting you know all the sort of creative stuff um I thought writing so I started writing some, you know stories horror again mm-hmm. that's per normal and I start. I made the stories at Spook Facebook site. Mm-hmm. Um, started writing on there, and I must admit, I cringe at the stuff now from mm-hmm. last year because there's no grammar, no nothing. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it's quite embarrassing now. But over time, I started gaining more and more, and more readers. I learned about grammar, um, and started adding that in. And then I was writing, finishing my book of about twelve years finished that one, started writing another children's picture book, mm-hmm. finished that. And they're going to, obviously, they're both being published around about the same sort of time. And then now I finished my second book to my young adult series. And I'm also writing a horror book as well. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot going on. I also do some um, scripts and I'm trying to get into scripts and writing drama series about murder, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a very morbid imagination mm. it's terrible but yeah that's basically where it sort of come from really is um my love of books and reading so I sort of can just go into a different world mm. no, basically I, just imagine things if you can and I'm the same if you can find a book or I mean obviously I'm not a writer myself but if you can if you can if I can find a really good book it'll take me away from the world for a couple of hours yeah. or an afternoon. Um, so I think that's that's a brilliant thing. But my question is, when I was jumped on your website earlier today, how do you go from writing horror to writing a kid's book to writing younger? <laughs> so they're back to <laughs> Normally the people we speak to, they have a certain genre and they stick with it. But I think this is really good. It's very diverse. So what, what made you go, okay, I've just written some horror. Kids books are next for me. <laughs> 
Well, now this is going to be a really weird story. So um, I went to, it was like a, a psychic fair where they sort of do readings and tarot readings and stuff like that. And I went to go see a woman at my writing and said it was going to be, you know, quite successful, blah, 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 bigging me up basically. And then she said, you need to start writing children's picture books. Okay. And I thought, well, I've never done that before. Okay. Um, and then... She said something about a dragon, that it needs to be about a dragon. Um, so I have put some of my like, morbid imagination into the children's picture book. It's basically, his name is the wishy-washy curly-whirly dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's quite abnormal. He's, um, and obviously all the an- other animals will pick on him. And he's really old and he goes on like an adventure to for picnic type thing um, and he loses his false teeth on the way <laughs> and he's really embarrassed about it because he no one else knows that that's his biggest secret mm-hmm. so when he's trying to backtrack and find these false teeth he meets two other animals one snake one mouse who look a lot like him and they've also they're obviously quite abnormal as well they've come friends find the teeth and it's a happy ending. I think that's the only story I've ever written that has a happy ending. <laughs> well, well, spoiler alert, let's hope none of the little children are listening to this podcast because we want the book to sell and make you some money. <laughs> yeah. So, Basically, yeah. But we can edit that out if you want. That's fine. No. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, how uh, what, how different, like how, how different did you find the process from writing a children's book from writing, you know, a horror book or a young adult's kind of story? It was actually very easy. I managed to do it within a week and a half. Okay. Surprisingly enough, it was a week and a half. Um, I'm quite good at po- poetry and sort of rhyming. Um, and I do, I, I can do some art. I mean, I used to do it when I was younger, but over the years, you know, not being able to do much, um, it sort of tailed away. So basically writing children's picture books is not my best thing to do. But I thought, let's just whip it out. Let's just see. And obviously now it's going to be turned to um, another book series. <laughs> so I'm going to have to start whipping more, more out, basically. And I have no idea. I haven't even started on them yet. <laughs> I've just got the first one coming out. So that's, that's going to be quite hard to do. But um, easy with the poetry. And I have got quite a childish mind anyway, because obviously I've got kids and, you know, imagination and stuff like that. So it goes through them first before, you know, a thumbs up, basically. Through oh, my okay. So the, you, they, I like that. So you child labour as uh, editing. Excellent. Yes. That's the best. I mean, yes. that's what you have kids, isn't it? So that you can put them away <laughs> and make sure that they proofread everything. Excellent. I like that. <laughs> very, 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 very good. So did you do the did you do the artwork yourself? I did do some of the artwork. I designed my dragon, um, obviously the other characters, but I obviously did it in pencil. I don't have any um, uh, like computer skills. Okay. Um, so the my company are bring the illustrations in, but on my designs. Oh, excellent! Which I don't actually know how long that takes. I have no idea. <laughs> That's you just leave that to the big wigs. That's fine. They'll take care of that for you. <laughs> exactly so yeah just leave it for them you know they can carry on oh excellent oh that's good well then why don't you tell us a bit about your um your young adult fantasy series uh past past my time the witch's curse obviously this is a first book in a series correct 
yeah, the first book, um, again, obviously, um, it was, I was 12 when I thought of it. It was just a storyline. I'm one of those authors that just go with the flow. I don't write any, you know, I don't bullet point it. I just mm. go with the flow. Okay. Um, which is quite funny because my main character, obviously my 12-year-old mind, is she's quite childish. <laughs> but over time, and obviously right, finishing it last year, she basically turned into a quite strong, independent woman. So I, I've kept that all in. Um, and there was one thing my editor said to me. <laughs> it's quite hard for me to, with emotions, I can't really express it as much as an obviously for average person. And that came into my main character. So she was asking me like, oh, how does she feel about this bit? How does she feel about that bit? And I was thinking, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Um, but the other characters, absolutely fine. I can do those. It's just the main character. I think it's because I'm so connected to this character that it's hard for me to, you know, I can feel it, in, obviously in my head, but express it. It's just blank, <laughs> no go area. Um, so that was that was quite hard in that bit. Um, and then over time, I just started adding more and more storylines, plot lines. There's so many subplots and it. it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. And then I tried to sort of um, tie it all up at the end, leaving it on a cliffhanger, of course, as I normally do, obviously for the next book. And it's basically about this um, woman called Mary. It is based in the 18th century, but she goes back in time to the 17th century and her parents disappear a few years before and she meets this man and he knows he knows her parents because her, his dad was friends with her parents so um basically he takes her on a voyage yeah and the crew don't like it because obviously she's a woman so it's got quite a bit of that in it as well but the, my best character is the witch elizabeth mm -hmm that I've made it look disgusting <laughs> like half rotting type thing um and she's basically chasing them down and she's also got um my main character's grandfather and uses him because obviously he's in that time anyway so she uses him to try and kill uh, my main character and she's trying to like save him but keep out of his way at the same time mm -hmm. so again a lot of subplots within the plot does all add up in the end hopefully gets my editors you know <laughs> she did get surprised by the ending though but which I won't say on here see <laughs> obviously readers yeah so when is that one due to, due to come out again I didn't actually realize how long it takes for a book to be published um <laughs> and it can take obviously a year it could even be more than a year um so it's being edited right now my brother Louis, he's an artist, he's an illustrator. So I got him to actually do the illustration for my book cover. Mm -hmm. Um, he's really good. He's quite he's like me, horror, you know. Yeah. We are we love horror. And so he's done that. He's obviously setting that one off. I think it might be at the end of this year, it should be coming out or beginning of next year, but they haven't actually given me a date yet, oh, which I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, normally this podcast is about selling me books. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm into this one. Oh, it's not out yet. Okay, cool. That's fine. I have to wait. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we always joke that the subplot of it 
<clears throat> when I speak to our guests, I normally end up buying their books anyway. So I will have while to... While we're recording. <laughs> while recording, yeah, most of the time while we're recording. But I will have to bookmark your website. And when it comes out, I will get my hands on a copy of it for sure. But um, Yeah, the, the, the book cover is um, it's very different, very unique. Mm. And I will be using my brother for all my books apart from obviously the children's picture books that's not put that on the front cover <laughs> um all of them that come out so because this art is very unique it and is. they will recognize the books as obviously me and him and obviously trying to get my brother you know a bit more exposure as well well that's it i mean not only he's very talented because the book the cover of the book grabbed me instantly um but obviously he's your brother so you can you know give him a little bit less money and keep a little bit more for you ah <laughs> Actually, the, the, that book cover, that was my book cover that I designed. Oh, was funny it? Funny enough. Yeah, it's not actually the book cover. Um, oh. I put my readers that there will be a book coming out, but it's not actually the cover. That's from me, but thank you anyway. It is really good. <laughs> this it's one really is grabbing. I like it. I like it a lot. I've <laughs> seen that. I've gone, because I, I don't read much young adult because I am 40 myself, but this just sort of piqued my interest. I'm like, okay, all right. All right I'm, I'm in for this one. <laughs> um so because this is very it's because i'm a massive horror fan as well so it's very i get that supernatural horror feeling from just yeah other, so oh, yeah exactly and that actually took me a day to design oh wow huh. I'm, I'm quite good at that stuff it's just uh actually drawing things for me you know these little stick men I mean, I'm, I'm a bit better than that i would say but i don't <laughs> know who's gonna buy a book with stick man on it <laughs> I would. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Okay, I'll, I'll try and write one just, just for you. <laughs> you get one sale. Um, <laughs> um, do you want to just go, go into a little bit about your, um, your, the site you run, the um, Stories That Spook? Like, what's, what's all that about? Well, so the, the name came to me. So, obviously, with my little epiphany that I had, um, it was a um, a title I need I need something to you know for the readers to know it's me um, and I'm quite a shy person so I don't really want to put my name on it but over time my name has gone on it gone on it now but um, and I was thinking obviously along the goosebumps type of you know era yeah. thinking stories that spook it just yeah it just came to me um, and yeah my, most of my stories that spook and a thriller and some of them are crime. Um, I sort of revolve around that era, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I can't say where it came from. If things just pop into my head. Mm. Like the story, like the book I'm writing now, mm. I was sat outside and it just, the idea just came straight into my head. It was, um, I don't even know where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> my morbid mind, I would say. No, I'm just, I've, I've had a look at a few of the stories here and, uh, they're actually really, really good. I, I do like a, I, I do like, it's very hard to, from, from some of the guests that we have had, it's very hard to get this, you know, the same kind of scares out of the written word as opposed to, you know, movies and short films and stuff like that. But um, I think they're very good. Very, very good. Um, oh, are you reading the ones on the website? I haven't actually updated my website in a while. Um, it's not, I'm not really good with technology. But on my Facebook page, there's a lot more on there. And I'm gathering a lot more readers. Yeah, I was looking and, at on your website. <laughs> but no, very, very good. I really So to, so obviously this is another question I like to ask our 
guess. So who are some of your favourite authors and some of the books that you've read over the years? Obviously, you mentioned, you know, you've been reading from a very early age and uh, very similar to myself. So who are, who are some of your favourite authors? Um, I would say, obviously, the good old Stephen King. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I do I do like his work and I, I do like the films that come out as well. Um, and the way he sort of writes and just brings you straight into the book. Yeah. Must admit, some of the words that he does use, I still don't understand. I'll have a dictionary next to me just to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I was younger, there was a, a series, I think it was called Point Horror. That's okay. what it's called. I uh, used, yeah, I'm collecting those as well because they're from the nineties, yeah. and I love reading stuff from the nineties. But yeah. I wasn't. I, I liked the idea behind the stories, but they were too uh, kiddish for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was, yeah, I was sort of reading dictionaries and French dictionaries by the time I was eight. <laughs> oh, well, okay, yeah. So a little bit, a little bit, a little bit not a, not at your level. So I, I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely grew up in the Fear Street, Fear Street series as well. That was very good. I really like that. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. And that's where, I, well, not obviously my ideas come from, but it's based around around that. That's where my excitement comes from. And that's mm-hmm. what I want to give my readers. So, and I still know now because obviously I'm quite sad and I've got no life. Not at I'm all. Joking. I still, I still read. I'm not going to lie. This might, you know, I, I still read my Goosebumps books. Uh, they're all digitized now, but I still look at. They still, for me, they still have a lot of rereadability. I still enjoy them. You know, it's a quick read. You know, you can just sit down and and enjoy it, and and it's very nostalgic too. So, you know, I, I yeah, get on board with that. My brother used to have um, a, quite a few of them um, and he would never let anyone go near his books. So I used to sneak into his room, grab one quickly, try and read it within the day and then slip it back in. <laughs> Love so it. if he's, you know, watching this, thanks, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, I love that. That's good. Oh, that's good. It gives, it gives an idea of, you know, what you like to read um you know what you what you got what because essentially the what you start reading early is essentially what gets you into wanting to write those stories yeah. and those novels <laughs> as well. so what what are you currently working on at the moment so uh, i'm obviously editing or trying to edit my second um book of the past my time series yep. i have put that one on the back burner just for the moment only because um, I want to go back on in fresh eyes yep. and not have embarrassing typos in there. Um, but the book I'm working on now, so this is the the idea that came to my head outside. Yeah. It's called The Taranoch. Okay. And it's a, I'm not sure if I'm going to put it into a young adult just yet or if it's going to be an adult book. Um, it depends on how weird I make it. <laughs> um, it's basically about it's based in america which is i don't know why it's because i'm probably american horror as well yeah um and there's this family they move they move into a uh, it's not a new place it's a very old house yeah um and over time as they're there they keep hearing these noises at night and it's called the taranox so basically is a demon type thing okay and the demon um he looks disgusting, but I'm not. I'm not going to say that on here. 
<laughs> so I'll leave that to your imaginations. Um, and the Taranok moves with time. It can only move with time, the tick-tock of time. Um, and there's a grandfather clock that was left with the house. <clears throat> and it's really old as well. And that's where it comes from. Okay. And basically what it does, it drags these massive chains behind him. And he's got like souls and things um, like wrapped around their necks. And he's dragging mm -hmm. them. And um, what he's trying to do, he's trying to collect the souls. So the family who lived there before, they completely disappeared. Oh, wow. No one knows. They just fought, you know, they, they just fought, they just got left, basically. Um, but the family that have moved in have no idea. They're, they're out of town, so they don't know the history of the house. So over the course of the book, when they find all these weird scratches, obviously from the chains on the floor, okay. they keep sort of buffing them out and thinking, you know, what is this? Mm. And the nightmares and the noises at night, um, and that's when obviously they see it. But I'm only half, well, not really even halfway through. So I don't know the ending just yet. Again, I'm just going with the flow with this one. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a proper horror, but not one of my, you know, try and keep it sweet and nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I want it now, please. <laughs> like just if you could finish it in the next day or two and send me a copy, that'd be awesome. No pressure. I could try. I'm only on page 35 at the moment. <laughs> Uh, I just make it a novella. Is it going to be? A, is it going to be a Stephen King esque, uh, like four thousand pages or something? Or is it just going to? Be... <laughs> oh, good God! Now I'll probably have like nubs for fingers by the end of it. So <laughs> the best idea. But it'll well, probably be around about two fifty pages, three hundred at most, I would say. Well, look, I can say you've successfully kept with the theme of the podcast and sold Ryan a book once it comes out. Um, <laughs> line and sinker at the moment so i appreciate that i'm looking forward to That's this good definitely hopefully you know the children's picture book has perked your interest as well, well I'll, just, I'll just buy that for the sake of it you know you know just i'm, I'm just <laughs> the other two i actually really really want to read so i'm very very interested in those all right ryan you can read, read the kids book to your cat i will i'll read the kids <laughs> book to my cat or to my rabbit one of the two i'm sure that will be <laughs> My cat, oh, no, she was on the podcast. That's why I have to have my backgrounders, like, because my cats always sit right here and they will just annoy me and try and attack me and assault me and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I did sort of think behind, you know, what is that behind him sort of moving? Oh, are you asking the question? Here we go. Look. <laughs> he likes this. This is my housemate. <laughs> Oh my lord! Back to bed. I'll be in shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie actually bought that from my housemate as a Christmas present. So, but um, yeah, he's oh my <laughs> Yeah. So that's why yeah. you see if I move my hand sort of this way, you can sort of catch a glimpse of Keanu's head. In between my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, sticking with the, with the theme, because this is this is the question that Ryan has asked every single get horror guest that's come on. Got any favorite horror movies? No, no, Jamie, 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 Jamie. <laughs> the question that I ask, Jamie's not a horror fan, so forgive him. <laughs> As I always say, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> oh my gosh um 
<laughs> Again, I, I can't. I can't. I'm just looking at my DVDs. Actually, I've okay. gone everywhere. There's I'll give you five. Them. I'll give you five. <laughs> oh God. Um. Hmm. There's just so many to choose from. Um. I like the old films, The Omen, The Omen yeah. with like Damien, mm-hmm. which I should have called my um, youngest son actually, Damien. <laughs> we'll go. You know, we'll, we'll ignore that one. Uh, a film which is quite fun. It's more, it is horror, but it's more um, comedy horror. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called Brain Dead. Yes, Peter Jackson's early yes. work. I love that movie. Yes. That's a, that's my my favourite, my favourite, I actually got that from my year seven sleepover. My parents <laughs> let me hire that. And, and it got to the scene where the protagonist is mowing down uh, the undead with a lawnmower where my dad said, maybe this is not the right movie for you to see 12-year-old brains, but he let us finish it anyway. But I love that movie, so I'm on par yeah. with that. They use so much blood in that fake blood, obviously, oh, yeah. in that movie, that they had to get more. And during that scene, you just said, you can tell that it's changed to a... But isn't it, isn't, it, isn't it so good to imagine that is the man that bought us The Lord of the Rings? Oh, I know! <laughs> that, did that, that gave us that movie. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm, there you go. I'm probably maybe one of the few people that will know that movie. So well done. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, am I too weird to say that film? No. I mean, it is quite a weird film, I must admit. No. Nope. But it, it, it's well brilliant. And it makes you feel queasy. It's quite yeah. funny. Um, I would say another film of mine, which I didn't actually understand to begin with, which I still don't understand properly now. It's called, um, I can never say it properly, Hered- Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. Or however you That's say it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's that a one. one from us, I believe. It's got yeah, stuff. yeah. Jamie will be no help here because he doesn't like horror. I just don't. Oh, like useless. <laughs> yeah, no, I have seen that. That is, a, it's an Australian movie, which is great. Uh, there's a, another one, but it's, it's actually a series, and it's from the 1970s. It's not really horror, but it's more like um, the stuff that I write. It's called Thriller. I mean, it is British, so okay. I don't actually know if you might you might not know it. Um, that is a series. I love watching them. I don't know why. You know, love watching like seventies stuff as well. Um, is that my third one? That's your third one. Two more. Yeah. <laughs> two more. Um, the first film of Saw. I find that brilliant. Yeah. But the films after that, just yeah. not for yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I agree with you one billion percent. That's another local. Local talent from Australia, Lee Winnell and James Wan. Um, fantastic. I agree with you. Yeah, they sold the rights off. They were they were they moved to executive producers on all of the rest of them, and they just didn't quite have the the same feeling as the first. Because yeah. that one shocked me. That the ending of that. I mean, not many films shocked me, but the ending of Saw, I was just hooked. It, it was brilliant. Yeah. But the ones after, they, they just kept going on and on and oh, on. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, it's just blood gore. It's just really not my scene anymore. And then, okay, my last one is Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with that. Jamie's probably seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's well, not that horror, just saying, by the way. It won't no. scare you. No. <laughs> But no, look, they're, they're solid. I, I will. I think there was only the, the series that you mentioned. That was the only one I haven't seen. All the rest are solid, solid picks. Yeah, the thrill is very, very, very dated now. Not many people know, unless obviously you, you're yeah. 
around that era, even though I'm not around that, but I was brought up with all the 70s, 60s, you know, comedy, um, horror. I mean, um, what's the Hammer House of Horror as well? Yeah, House of Horror. Yeah. That one there, you know, all those. I mean, I love those. And Creep Show. Yeah, I was Stephen King. Get out of my head. I was just about to say that. I was just about to, I've just recently started watching Creep Show again. Um, you love it. The stars that are in that, you know? I know, I know. It's brilliant. Insane. Like if you, Jamie, if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh yeah, him, 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 him. You, you I know. do that anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just about to say Creep Show. Well done. Even, yeah, even Stephen King himself is in one of them. Yeah. Oh, he he always have a nice little cameo. In, uh, yeah, in his movies, like in it, and look, a Tim Curry will always be the best Pennywise. You know what I mean? It's not a scare. I would say uh, the new it. It I mean it did scare scare me, but it just didn't have the same atmosphere. No, no, good movie. Look, I enjoyed it, but it definitely mm. wasn't as good as the first. They no. never are. Hey. <laughs> um. Well, do you just want to before we let you go, tell our listeners and viewers where they can learn more about you, buy your books, keep a close eye on what you're doing, sort of thing? Yeah. So basically, I'm I'm mostly actually on my Facebook page, Stories at Spook. I spend most of my time on there. I must admit, I do need to sort my website out. Um. So just don't go on there just just for the time being. All right. Um. <laughs> My Twitter is basically just my name, so you can find me quite easily on there. Um, I do go on Twitter, but it's more interacting with other writers and, you know, authors. And I do buy a lot of books on there as well, so I like to promote, um, like, authors like me. Um, and then I've got Instagram. And, again, if you want to see cute little pictures of my, you know, family, my two sons, and, yeah, you can go on there. It's mostly on the Facebook page is where I update most of my stuff. Um, and that's where all my readers are, basically. And they sort of do go onto my website, but I do need to sort that one out. Okay. So give it a few weeks. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, Willow. Yes. And thank you for having me. It's been, you know, it's been fun and not actually that nervous. No. I told you we're not, we're not, we're not scary. Even though we love <laughs> horror, we're still not very scary. We try and keep it as a nice little chat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm probably going to watch Brain Dead now as well because it's on my mind. <laughs> you know what? I've been, it's very hard to find out here in Australia in terms of you know purchasing it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever that may. Be. I haven't seen it in a very very long time. It's not on any streaming service out here, so. You know, if you or any of our listeners know where I can buy it, please let me know because I'm hankering to watch it again just to see how bad it really was. I've actually, yeah, I've got the DVD. Uh, my brother, well, again, my brother Louis, God, seriously, he, yeah, he made me watch it and he gave it to me, even though um, he still likes watching it. I kind of basically said, yeah, I'm having this, Louis, you know, you can go away. <laughs> and he, he's given me a lot of his horror films because um, he was moving at one point and he's just forgotten about them. So I'm not going to bring him up. So hopefully I get to keep it. Please <laughs> tell him about this podcast because then he's going to be like knocking on your door going, excuse me. Can oh, God, move? yeah. Won't tell him. He, he won't know. <laughs> uh, we'll just get Peter Jackson to come on the podcast and then he can give you one. <laughs> you know, because Jackson came on this podcast, that'd be the one thing I'd ask him about. <laughs> not many people know that he's done a movie though oh no yeah I, I i tell you just before we let you go i'll tell you a little story i went to when i went to new zealand with my dad um he has a museum 
in Wellington. Uh, it's called the Weka Museum, which is based off his production company. So he has props from, uh, you know, he did District 9, um, Needful Things. He's got props from a lot of his uh, Tintin. He did the Tintin movie as well. Um, before Lord oh, of Tintin, yeah. obviously a whole bunch of Lord of the Rings stuff, but he actually has props from Brain Dead in that museum in New Zealand. So, so yeah, yeah. So we, oh, I spent. My dad's like, yeah, yeah. We'll just pop in for like half an hour before lunch. And I'm like, Dad, do you know me at all? Seriously, I was in there for about four solid hours just <laughs> looking at everything. And it's um, yeah. So that's that that brought me back then, and I was like, yeah. Anytime anyone mentions Brain Dead, it. It's kind of very nostalgic for me. So not you're right. Not a lot of people know that that's a Peter Jackson. I know. I, I didn't know until my brother said. I was like, what? This is the same man that made the other films? Are you kidding? Same man. Oh. Same man that made Lord of the Rings. Just a quick question, Ryan. Was the lawnmower in the museum? The lawnmower was not in the museum. There was a lot of prosthetics in terms of like um, there was a life... Well, they they had a life size. Um, uh, you won't know this, Jamie, but do you remember at the end of the movie the big the big mother, the naked mother? That oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, they had a yeah. uh, like a, a miniature prosthetic of her in the, uh, yeah. in the museum, but um, no, no, no lawnmower. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say the life size version of her. You know how no. big she was. <laughs> life size. I don't think there'd be much more room in the museum. So, unless I know, but you get to go inside her stomach. so there you go if you ever do go to new zealand go to wellington and it's right in the heart of wellington which is kind of like the 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 second biggest city in new zealand it's the weka museum so got everything peter jackson's ever done including his horror masterpiece brain dead i will remember that (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for coming on willow thank you very much it has been a pleasure um, (laughs) thank you for having me that's all right. Anytime you want to come back on, we we are yet to have anyone come back on. the books are about to come out so that I can buy them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I probably will do another one once I actually get a date. Yeah. They come out. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, I, good. It, it, it will serve as a good reminder for me if I need to buy those books. Exactly. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your day and thank you very much for joining us. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Hello listeners and watchers, Jamie here. I just wanted to take a second to let you know that I too am an author, and I have two books of my own. One, Letters from the Emu War. Based on a real life event, it tells the story of the time when the Australian Army declared war on 20,000 flightless birds and lost. This book is written from the perspective of those who won. And two, Buck's Night. First in a trilogy of novellas, it's about a medieval-themed Bucks party that is interrupted by the zombie apocalypse. You can find them both on Amazon by following the links in the show notes.